The only thing more chaotic than my audio today would be Texas and Oklahoma not meeting in Arlington, but apparently they won't. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Today, it's crossover with Locked On Baylor and Cameron Stewart, also of ESPN Central Texas. Funny that works. The the, the Drake Toll Show from 12 to 2. He actually helped name the show. Look, I left my microphone at the office today. And because of that, I needed to call in some help. And so this guy brought his Yeti, which is about the same audio quality as my computer. Pretty to much. To prove, I mean, his his stance that I've heard here is that Cameron Stewart believes, this locked-on Baylor guy, believes that Texas and OU will not meet in Arlington. And to me, while I might agree, or at least I'm hoping for such, I'm going to need to hear a legitimate argument for why this is the case. Well, look, I also believe that the moon landing actually happened. So take that for what it's worth. I did have a professor at Baylor who said um, that conspiracy theories are only for poor people. You wouldn't be the first conspiracy theorist on this show, by the way. I know. And not the best and not the last. That's (sighs) for sure. I I just, maybe it's the hopeful, hateful aider in me. Yeah. And two weeks ago, I wouldn't have given you this take, but I don't think it's going to be Texas and Oklahoma. I don't. And the biggest reason why is probably the Quinn Ewers injury and how long he's going to be out and how Texas's offense will uh, will adjust to that and obviously didn't look great at the weekend against Houston. But it's so chaotic for that third-place team that I think one of them is going to become the second-place team, Drake. I mean, I know you've been covering it. It's it's just a dogfight of kind of everyone beating everybody, much like last year, but without those kind of head dogs at the top. We had TCU at the top almost all of last year. And then it was kind of fit in like Tetris after that. It wasn't necessarily a positive thing. But I think as we look into basically the last month of the regular season, there are quite a few teams that are still in this. You look at those three and ones in the Big 12 standings, Texas, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State, all three and one in the conference, Oklahoma sitting at 4-0. I genuinely think any of those four three and one teams can get there. But obviously, I don't think one of them will. I don't think Texas will get there, especially with the quarterback injury. And my first leaning was towards Iowa State when I was thinking about this preliminarily early in the week because I really like their defense, but I also don't love their matchup against Baylor this weekend, which we're going to get into. So, Drake, if do, do you want my pick now or do you want to build this up a little bit more? So, I, I will say... The idea of Texas and OU not being there with Quinn Ewers out is a much better point. Had Quinn Ewers stayed healthy, then it's tough to make that case. But sure, I still I still would have been a little like mm, just based on the performance against Houston on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And Houston is better than what we thought a couple weeks ago as well, because that's what the Big 12 does. But I I was still like, yeah, they're they're. They have those one or two games every year, even when they've been at their best the last decade, where they just have no business losing and they will lose. And we almost had that on Saturday, and now they're not playing with a full deck against some good teams left on the schedule. And UT is tied right now with Iowa State, with Oklahoma State, with Kansas State. And what you should also note, they are one loss, one loss away 
from being right there with BYU. And if BYU gets a win this yep. weekend, they hold the tiebreaker and are tied in Big 12 play with Texas. And they're a loss away from being tied with West Virginia, with Kansas, and with the Baylor Bears. Yeah. So uh, the place is nuts, man. If Texas is to lose any of these games, that obviously throws their season for a whack. But I look, I made the case earlier this week on the show that it probably won't be Iowa State. Um, I didn't know that it, if it would be Oklahoma State, I, I Kansas State's my dog in the fight because I do believe in Will Howard. I do believe in Avery Johnson and DJ Giddens. I, I think this is a complete team to Ben Sinnott. Um, but I'm, oh, inter- I'm interested to hear your take for the team that will represent the Big 12, not named Texas or OU in the Big 12 championship. And are you by virtue saying OU is going to Arlington no matter what? I think OU will. Okay. Yes, so I should Here. make that clear. I do Here. think Oklahoma is going to be Period. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And the first two teams that came to my mind because of just how hot they are, are Iowa State and Oklahoma State. All right. And I looked at the schedule and I looked at those three and one teams on the schedule and I, I, I kind of ruled out Iowa State, even though there is a world where they lose this weekend against Baylor and are still there. That, there, that is also, there is also a world where Iowa State does lose out. I don't think it's going to happen. It could. Yes, it could. But- Kansas isn't easy. BYU at night on the road, likely a night game, won't be easy. Texas is tough. Kansas State is tough. And Baylor on the road is a place that Iowa State struggled. There is sure. still a way. I don't think it will happen, but there's still a way Iowa State finishes 4-8. and eight. Absolutely, which is exactly what they did last year, or exactly the record they had last year, and this team is very, very similar to that. So looking at Oklahoma State's schedule, okay? Home against Cincinnati, that's a win. Home against OU, I, I think it's probably a loss, but obviously – Rivalry game and one Mike of the Gundy, hottest man. teams in the country, Mike man. Gundy. Mike Gundy doesn't like beating Oklahoma, to be fair. Doesn't like doing it. Doesn't, you know, doesn't believe in it. Oklahoma State is then at UCF, at Houston, and then at home to BYU. I think they win all three of those games. I think they win all three of those games. But I just don't know about that OU once. That puts them at two losses. The other one I looked at, because they were my they were my dog early in the year. We talked about this on the Drake Toll Show quite a bit. Ema. Kansas State Wildcats. Home against Houston at Texas, probably without Quinn Ewers. Home against Baylor at Kansas. Home against Iowa State. I could very much see a world where they win all of those games. All of those games, including in all. Back to back. The same team that lost to Missouri, the same team that lost to Oklahoma State. Because of the reasons you just gave, you kind of stole my thunder. I think that's the most complete team of the three and ones. Yeah. They have their, and, and Will Howard's nothing to write home about in the grand scheme of things, but he's the only one of those that's a veteran quarterback who's been there, done that, won the conference championship. Benson and, and, and Giddens there are so good in the short yardage and in the open field that yeah. those are the two best third down weapons outside of those top two teams in the conference. So that's why I think their defense has gotten better. Uh, their offense has the personnel like they did last year and they were there last year. I don't love bringing the sentimentality into things, but they have been there. They have done that. I think the Kansas state Wildcats will be in Arlington and have a good chance to run the table, including that win in Austin, which they need to have. Is your, is your thought here that Kansas state who does not face Oklahoma the rest of this year, will get Oklahoma for the first time undefeated, 12-0 12 and 0 OU against a Kansas State team that's 10 and 2 in this scenario. You think they run the table, so we're gonna go 10 and 2 Kansas State. Yeah, let's go with that. And then in this event, here's a follow-up question. In this event, 
is Oklahoma withheld the college football playoff at 12 and one and not as a conference champion losing to 10 and two Kansas state. If that happens, oof, probably, probably because I suspect the committee, let's just say it plays out kind of how we expect it to play out. I think the committee will like a one loss Ohio state or one loss Michigan more yeah. than they would like a one loss. Well, even though those two teams won't play, only one of them will play in the, in the conference championship. If Michigan is still eligible to play football, well, I would think, yeah, I think it would probably start next year that they wouldn't be, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think those teams are, are better off. And, and I think you're going to have a PAC 12 champion. That's, yeah. that's a one loss or undefeated. They're going to like better than an Oklahoma, yeah. whether that's fair or not. Well, very real chance that Michigan wins a national championship this year just to have it vacated. Just to wouldn't that be beautiful? Well, the right they've had it done before. Yeah, basketball would be fantastic. Uh, coming up, some real upset shots in the Big Twelve this weekend. BYU being one of them. Maybe the Baylor Bears that Cam represents. Possibly the upset could be you. This is Locked On Big Twelve, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the place that I go to make money every single week. When I think about passive income, I think about FanDuel. FanDuel is running some spectacular offers right now as well. They are the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Snap into action this NFL season. As a new customer, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. You don't know. Is it is it financially responsible? Well, you can lose 100% of your money, I'll tell you that, or you can win 2,000% of your money. There's no better time to get in on the action, spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. I gave you all the best bets yesterday on Locked on Big 12. Go to FanDuel to bet those. Right now, my big one this week, BYU plus 18 points. FanDuel.com slash Locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, Cam. The, All right. This week in the Big 12, the schedule features BYU at Texas. Now, BYU is good at night. They're not very good during the day. They are good at night. Great, yeah. Great on the road. They have Keaton Slovis, who's sometimes good, sometimes not. But they just got done whipping Texas Tech. And I know you have some leanings on this game. I, I do. And part of it is being a Texas Longhorn hater, I got to say. But I just – I've seen this script – so many times the last 14 years from the Texas might, Longhorns. Might I add, might, I just want to throw this caveat in here. There Please are some do. people right now, BYU fans too, that are screaming, crying, throwing up all over their keyboards because they don't think this is a remote possibility. They don't want to get their hopes up. Let me say this. Every time we think BYU is going to win, a la BYU at TCU, they find a way to lose. Every time we think BYU is Yeah, gonna we win, have picked that a few times. A la at Arkansas, where everybody everybody had the Hogs picked, they find a way to win. So everybody who has T, everybody has BYU getting killed by Texas. This is the week BYU shocks the world. Honestly, that is a huge reason why I'm I'm picking that. Yeah. Because early in the week, my first thing was like, no, BYU doesn't win this game. I've been burned by them too many times before. And then I look into it a little bit more. Again, the Quinn Ewers thing. I can't, I just can't stress it enough. I've loved the way he's played this year. He's not. You know, he's never going to be a guy who's chucking it 40 yards down the field, but he's been so efficient and effective this season. Uh, and not having him is a, a big loss for Texas, obviously, right? 
But BYU, whenever I pick them to suck in a game, Keaton Slovis turns into J.J. McCarthy, and he's one of the best quarterbacks now, in the conference. Should say J.J. McCarthy does know the defensive play calls. That's so. true. That, that's how good Keaton Slovis looks. Keaton it looks Slovis. like he knows the calls. And he might. Who knows? Uh, but I, I just – he can come up with a game – kind of the way Spencer Sanders could. Spencer Sanders was a more talented quarterback, but you remember, I mean, he was so turnover That's happy. He had a stretch. He was a talented quarterback. At times, he's the backup yes, that's, that's what I'm, that's, But that's what I'm saying. There were times where he would flash, and you were like, why isn't this guy the conference player of the year? Why isn't he you know, going to the playoff? It, it, and he would do it in flashes of like six quarters, a game and a half, and then he'd go back to throwing three picks and a half. And... I think Keaton Slovis has a little bit of that in him, you know, where he's like half the time you're like, how is this guy, our quarterback at BYU? We're better than this. This is the school that's had Jim McMahon and Ty Detmer and and Steve Young. And, and then suddenly he looks like Ty Detmer or Steve Young for like six quarters. And I think he's got that in him. And I think he's going to do it this weekend because it's a game that I didn't think BYU was going to win. And so now I'm like, pfft. They burn me every time that I think they're going to win. They burn me every time I think they're going to lose. So now I'm just uh, I'm letting it play into their hands. Do you remember the original like BYU Texas matchups? And about oh, yeah, I remember them very well actually. What, 2014. Uh, I want to take you back. To yeah, 2020, 11 and 2013. I believe yeah. the first one they fell down 16 to nothing, and Garrett Gilbert was pulled for the combination of David Ash and Case McCoy for the first time. And Texas won 17 to 16 and then went to Provo in 2013 and got absolutely steamrolled. Was it 41 to seven? What? I'm going to correct you here. Please do. 2014, September 6th of 2014, 93% capacity in DKR, 93,463 souls packed a stadium. To see the Texas Longhorns and Charlie Strong put up 258 total yards, have four turnovers, only 15 first downs, and fall 41 to 7 to the BYU Cougars. You'll remember it was 6 0 BYU at halftime. Is that a Taysom Hill game? Final 41 to 7. The starting quarterback for BYU had no touchdown passes, had one interception. Only 181 yards passing, and that's because it was one Taysom Hill who ran for 100 yards and three touchdowns. He was the best bit player in the in the league back then. He still is now the player of the future, and he always will be. Now look, BYU's offense was really good at churning the football in that game. They ran the ball yeah. for 248 yards. I'll say this. Ten years if ago. BYU runs for 248 yards this week, I will I'll live stream it. I'll, I'll go live for everybody to see it. I will take my bare hands, rip out my left hamstring. I'll eat it. I will. Sauteed? No. Anything on the side of it? Raw. Just raw. Raw. Okay. You could get sick doing that. You should really cook it. I'll cook eat that hamstring. hamstring. Eat it. I will eat that hamstring. And they will not run for 248 yards against Texas this week. Doubt it. Though, and the script will be much different than this game, but what I realized about that game, watching the highlights back in 2014, BYU was so opportunistic, and it's the same thing they do now. They are. I, I was just going to say, I think that's what's going to happen Saturday. You're going to get some short fields against a backup quarterback. Yeah. It's going to be one of those games where you're like, how 
the hell is BYU winning this game? They're, they're getting out gained by 150 yards and they're up 10 points. Like, how is this even happening? They'll have like three first downs at halftime and it's 17 to seven. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're just, I think there's going to be some, some mistakes and Famous they're going to capitalize on it. game similar to the Texas Tech game where you think if it's not for a couple of red zone turnovers or a couple of turnovers, this game would be ugly in the opposite direction. But yeah. BYU has the, it's just been the script for the Cougars this season and they're 25 year olds. They're mature, man. There's been some Mormon magic, I got to say. They're mature. There really has been. I'm looking around the Big 12, though, and I see some other upsets here. I know you like Baylor this week against mm-hmm. Iowa State. Let's yeah. tap into that. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I am not wearing any underwear. Nope, none. I am free balling right now because Bird Dogs has quasi built-in underwear. How neat is that? So I, I put them on. I swoop. And then I just feel naked uh, right now, which, you know, seems kind of personal, but that's the point of bird dogs to an extent. These are, uh, they look like Lululemon, but they're better than Lululemon. My mom looked at them. She said, oh, you got new Lulu shorts. I do not. I have bird dogs and they're so much better because they have this net, this, this, it's not netting. It's just like a cloud. It's called cloud wick fabric that makes it feel like you're not wearing pants. I would show you, but it'd just be like a total crotch crotch shot uh go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order birddogs.com forward slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout you don't want to take your bird dogs off it feels like you're not even wearing them we promise you you won't want to take them off birddogs.com forward slash locked on college for that free water bottle it's bird dogs and you got to have them right now Baylor and Iowa State this weekend and other upsets that might brew in the Big 12. We already talked BYU and Texas. Karen Stewart of Locked On Baylor, why will the Bears win on Saturday? Mm, I've got some more tangible reasons. In a game that I will host the the ESPN pregame show for and then subsequently leave, by the way. I will not be in the house for this one, though you will be, I hear. I will be in the house. I will keep Mosley company for sure. Mosley and Rotor and all our friends up there, I'll make sure they stay warm and they get well fed. Uh, yes, I do think Bayward is going to pull this off, and I will call it an upset because Iowa State's a better football team. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites, yeah. and they also have not won in Waco since 2017. I wasn't alive for that. No. Brock Purdy was like a redshirt junior by then. Um, and he left in 2021. Uh, no, I, I like, I, I just like the way Baylor's been trending um, as of the last two weeks, one of which being a bye week. Loved that for us. Uh, but last week, I just saw a much different offense, a better passing attack. And one thing I think is actually going to work in their favor is Keytron Jackson, the Arkansas transfer wide receiver, outside receiver, went for 150 yards, career high for him. First breakout game for Baylor, really. They have had nothing on the outside all season long, but they got something from Keytron Jackson. So you've watched Iowa State. You know what that means. That means he's going to get the TJ Tampa treatment. You also know watching Baylor that Keytron Jackson, while he had a big game, is not their biggest offensive weapon. Their biggest offensive weapons are in the slot and at tight end. And so when you're going to put a bunch of focus on the outside X receiver, that's going to open up playing or lanes for their actual playmakers like Monterey Baldwin, 
Drake Dabney, even Jake Roberts had a couple big catches at tight end the other day. So, or last week, I should say. And while Iowa State is coming off a bye and they are one of the hottest teams in the conference, I think there are some matchups that go Baylor's way. And the biggest one being, weirdly enough, the one that you would think Iowa State has the has the biggest advantage in, and that's their their secondary against quarterback Blake Shapin. Best secondary in the conference. They were the best scoring defense in the conference last year, and I think that was Blake Shapin's best game last year was on the road against Iowa State, threw for uh, two or three touchdowns in that one, 300 yards, and controlled the game and called some great audibles, one of which went for a touchdown on a run by Richard Reese. I think the way that Iowa State plays is the kind of defense Blake Shapin likes to go against, and they went into so much more of a rhythm against Cincinnati, who, albeit, is a bad, bad defensive team. They got into such a better rhythm than they've been all season. I think that continues this week. Iowa State is not, and this isn't a knock on Iowa State. This isn't what makes the, a thing that would make their defense bad. They're not fast. No. They are They're physical. They're good. Aggressive. Fundamentally sound. They play the game the right way. I mean, it's smash mouth defensive football. Anybody that tells you Iowa State's not smash mouth defensive football, they're lying to you. This isn't great corner play. Our corners are, are fast as lightning. Our secondary right. is fast as lightning. Um, and that's something that Baylor has done a good job of exposing, especially at home. This is a kryptonite. This is a kryptonite game. I think it is. Uh, like what you and I, we grew up around Baylor, and Baylor could not win in Morgantown. I was Still State, can't. Yeah. For some reason, no matter what the circumstance is, can't find a way to win in Waco. And honestly, they've struggled against Baylor year in and year out, no matter the circumstance of which team is good, which team is not. Iowa yeah, State really had a hard time with Baylor. So I, I do believe this is a this is on the forefront of my list of, of upsets. I'll tell you, even though I'm a Baylor grad and somebody who covers Baylor pretty closely, still uh it pains me to say it it and I, I can almost see it in your eyes and hear it in your voice. It kind of pains you to say that Baylor's gonna win this week. Almost a little bit. Um, because most of the games I haven't really believed that. It usually because this does sound a little optimistic as if we're talking sure. games, but at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, gosh dang it. I think they're gonna do it. Yeah, we always we always talk ourselves into it by Friday. And here we are. It's Friday. I've talked myself into it. I did it I did that about Tuesday. Of course, if you ask the people, the good people that listen to Locked On Baylor, they say I'm too negative. But yes, I think Baylor's gonna win the game this weekend. And you remember that last time that Iowa State won in Waco was 2017. They had just gotten into the rankings. This is the first time in the rankings under Matt Campbell. And Baylor won one game that year. And I think Iowa State won it 20-13. to 13. So, again, it, it's been a house of horrors for them. Yeah. And in this conference, that actually means something. It really does. And I think Baylor just looked they actually looked better defensively, even though the numbers didn't quite back it up against, again, a bad Cincinnati team. But it was tangibly there for the offense for really the first time all season, save one quarter against UCF. It looked like a real offense, and that's what they looked like at the beginning of the season last year when they were really starting to cook before Blake Shapin got that injury against West Virginia. So uh, to me, it's, it's a different offensive team. And they have found the things that they do well. While the line still needs a lot of work, it's not like they're going to be bringing the house every play. Uh, but I, I think this matchup will will favor Baylor. Move Baylor to... And by the way, I mean, Iowa State coming off a bye week, and I just want to add this real quick, Drake. Iowa State coming off a bye week, in the middle of that, that two-week span, 
I don't know how much you're game planning before that second week anyway, but it's a totally different offense that you're looking at. Baylor didn't hand the ball off until 25 minutes into the game against Cincinnati. So, I mean, what were you preparing for? It's not the same Baylor team you're going to get this week. Correct. Thank you. Iowa State would move to 4-4. Four and four. Baylor would advance to 4-4. Four and four. Each And Baylor needs and the game, by the way. That's another thing. This is a team that still does have some pride, although you would have just noticed it the first couple weeks of the year. They need to win this game. Need it. They, they need to win the game, the game to go to a bowl for sure. Yeah. Uh, other big matchups, Oklahoma, Kansas, Houston at Kansas State, West Virginia at UCF, Cincy at Oklahoma State. Quickly, before we get you out of here, any upsets, other upsets you see? Not really. Of course, that's not what's going to happen because it's the Big 12. The most intriguing one to me is that Houston, Kansas State. Houston thinks they're still they're still in this A for a bowl game and B, I they I don't think they can get there, but making a run for like that top four in the conference. Wow. So this will be interesting. I still have Kansas State winning because I have them in Arlington. West Virginia upsets UCF on the road in Orlando. And by upset, I mean but I don't think that's a I don't think that's an upset. It's a seven point upset. Is it really? Cool.com, yeah. I mean, look, UCF put up a heck of a fight against Oklahoma, but we're talking about the same UCF, right? UCF by seven, Vandal.com. West Virginia was the first surprise team in this conference this year. It's changed like three times since then. Yes, it has. This has been an That's Cameron Stewart from ESPN Central Texas, now locked on Baylor. Drake Toll from Locked On Big 12 and ESPN ESPN Central Texas. I think we work together. Uh, this has been it always. Will this be is news to me. Your first listen every single day, Locked on Baylor y Dos Grandes.